Hey everyone, this is the Do A Day podcast. I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you a recap of season three of the show. The Do A Day podcast. Will you hear from the most inspiring people who have been through hard times, overcome them, and have turned around to help others with what they've learned? I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. I know because I've lived it myself. I've written about it in my book, Do A Day, and that's why I'm bringing you this show. Remember, today's a new day. Go out and do it. Hey, day doers. Welcome back to another episode of the Do A Day podcast. This is one of these recap episodes where I look back on the season that's just ended. So this is going to be the recap of season three. And I just want to hit on all of the guests that we've had this season and just touch on their message really quickly. A great way to kind of pull everything back together and give you some updates and news on me and what's going on with Do A Day and my books and all that kind of stuff. So real quick, let's get that part out of the way. Maybe I'll come full circle, but we have to start with a shout to this podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, if this is how you're getting into it, great way to do it. Kind of pull all the thoughts and ideas from the season back together. But why don't you subscribe? So don't miss an episode. I've got some amazing guests coming up. So next season, we're jumping in with some pretty big ones. If you're an American Ninja Warrior fan, stay tuned because that's part of what these big ones are all about. Some really awesome people that I've gotten to have on the show and we're kicking off season four with a bang. So subscribe, easy enough to do in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Pandora does podcasts now. Uh, It's not iTunes. I said that to start. It's now Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, really everywhere that you get podcasts uh, or directly from the RSS feed of this show. If you go to any one of the episodes, you can very easily get a link to subscribe. So that's number one. Subscribe to the show. If you are a listener, hop on to that same podcast platform where you subscribe and leave a review. It really helps. So first of all, I like getting the feedback to know how am I doing, right? I put all these episodes out and I don't hear from the people who listen, except for through those reviews. Generally, some people will reach out through my site, which is awesome, super helpful to me. And I appreciate that. But the reviews are really valuable too, good or bad. I want to hear it. And those reviews help others discover the show as well. So if you're enjoying what you're hearing, especially if you're enjoying what you're hearing, hop on to whatever podcast platform you listen on and leave a review. That would mean so much to me. Uh, So that's number one. Number two, I am rocking, for those watching this live, rocking the new Do-A-Day embroidered snapback trucker hats. These are new era hats. So they're high quality, no no name, knockoff junk here. Um, You can pick those up now from my store along with my books. You can just go to doadaybook.com slash hat. Hopefully, it's easy to remember. If you know how to spell my name, you can also go to brianfalchuk.com slash hat. It'll take you straight through to where you can order one of these awesome, and I'm seriously blown away. Like, they came out fantastic. Shout out to Logo Software uh, for the work that they did on this embroidery work. Um, You can order one of the hats. It's like 30 bucks. And, you know, if you look around, trucker hats, kind of 30 bucks-ish for an embroidered one. So I think that's right in the realm Super high quality. You know, again, it's new era. It's what the baseball players all wear. I mean, they wear trucker hats, but same brand. So it's high quality stuff. No knockoffs, no junk here. Um, So check that out. And while you're in the store, you can also pick up a copy of Do A Day. 
signed ebook, paperback, audio, Kindle, like whatever you want to listen to it on or read it on. Uh, and then you can also pick up the 50, 75, 100 solution, build better relationships. My second book, also a bestseller. It outsold do a day on its launch day, which was very cool. Um, all respect to do a day. Obviously, like you put so much into each successive project, you want it to do better and better. I've been investing so much in the impact that I get to have and the reach. And so to see that it's building incrementally means a lot. Um, but the point is, these are two really important and powerful books that you can bring into your lives, along with this show. You know, the podcast is a piece of that too. But Do A Day is for you to work on yourself, your relationship with yourself. 50, 75, 100 is about your relationship with others. So they really do go hand in hand, despite being bit different books, different approaches. So you want to check those out. And I've packaged them together into what I call the Empowerment Power Pack How's that for all the puss sounds? Great for the podcast. Uh, good thing I've got a, uh, a like a foam shield on my mic, so it's not picking up too much. Um, the Empowerment Power Pack special pricing, either just paperback or signed paperback, and I will write a personalized message to you, not just uh, your name and my name and say thanks or something. I actually take the time to think about it and write a personal message to you. So you can check that out. You can get all of it from my store at brianfalchuk.com. Okay. The other thing to let you know before we jump into the recap of season three is I recorded a course based on Do A Day like a year ago. And I haven't released it yet because I haven't had time. So for those of you who don't know, I uh, have been part of a startup for the past year, uh, a tech startup amazing company, but it kind of ate my life. <laughs> Startups take a lot. And so I thought I would have time to edit the course and get that out. And it just didn't. While I'm leaving the startup, or when this comes up, I may have left the startup. I don't know. December 31st, my last day. I'll still be doing stuff with them, but I won't be a full-time employee. So that will make some space for a few projects, including taking all that video that I shot and putting the course together. So it's a way to take do a day into your life. So stay tuned for that. If you don't get my updates, definitely. Well, you can follow me on social media at Brian Falchuk everywhere, but you can also sign up for my newsletter. Just go to brianfalchuk.com. It'll pop up right there when you get to the homepage or brianfalchuk.com slash sign up and you can stay up to date and I will let you know when that course comes out. Um, so more details to come on that, but just stay tuned. Some people have asked me for that, so I wanted to finally make the space to get that produced. Okay. And yeah, I have another book coming that I'm working on, not in the same genre as do a day in 50, 75, 100. It's about innovation, uh, specifically in insurance, because that's kind of my day world, but more coming on that later. Okay. Let's get into the recap, right? Season three was awesome. Um, it kind of flowed. Like I didn't bank a ton of episodes ahead of time. I didn't have, you know, 20 guests lined up waiting to go. It came bit by bit. And that was really neat. So like one episode led to the next one. So I started to interview people and they would connect me with five other people or I'd be on a show and I get hooked up with other shows and other people with amazing stories. And it all came together that way. Incredible. Um, so I'm really thankful for how season three went because it was a growth experience for me. I learned a ton they weren't people that like I've known forever. You know, I knew their stories. A lot of it, I just pulled piece by piece um, as it went, which was really cool. 
And that started with Sarah Centrella. So that was episode 56. And shout out to Adam Shively of the Million Pound Mission, who connected me with Sarah. Um, Sarah has an amazing story finding out that her husband was cheating on her and basically walked away from her and her young kids like in an instant, leaving her with nothing, destitute. And she built from there. So not only did she have to support her kids literally with like nothing in the bank, you know, lost their house, everything, but actually created a whole life from there. Um, really empowering story. She has a few approaches that she's put into her books that have done extremely well that she shares in this show. And we recorded this one in the lead up to her Future Boards book, um, which was coming out like right when the, I think it was the same day that the episode released. So it was a kind of a big deal. Um, Target was her launch partner. So like she's a real deal, right? She was launching uh, every Target location had her books. Um, so that was uh, that was a pretty exciting episode. And Sarah is just super inspiring. Um, yeah, really, really thankful for that one. The next was Natalie Janji. Natalie and I were in the middle of recording and there was a blackout in California where she's based. And so like all of a sudden it just went dead and it took us a few weeks to find the time to come back together. So that took a while to come out. We recorded that during season two, um, but we couldn't finish it until season three. So she was part of season three. She's awesome. She's really young, um, but she's done so much despite that. So what this woman has packed into a life that is in its early 20s is really astounding. And it came from her finding Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning and seeing a path to filling a hole in the Miracle Morning approach specifically for students. And so she wrote a version of the Miracle Morning for Hal for college students. And it became this pretty big movement for younger people because the context is different. And so the approach is a bit different. She wrote a planner for it that became the basis for the Miracle Morning planner. If you know anything about Hell Elrod or the Miracle Morning, like it's huge, huge, huge movement. Um, and she did this all herself, despite everyone telling her, no, you can't, you're not going to get there. You're not going to be successful. You don't know how to pitch a book, blah, blah, blah. She fought for it anyway and succeeded. So Natalie is super cool, super inspiring. She talks about coming back to your center. She calls it the, the motherboard. So, you know, find your connection there and move forward. Awesome, awesome woman. Uh, next was Kirsty Salisbury. Kirsty is a really, um, she's an amazing person, as is everybody that I have on. I'm very lucky for that. Kirsty had a near-death experience as a child. Uh, she died on the operating table, and she talks about that process, what it was like, how she felt when she woke up. It's, she describes it as coming back to this world with a gift, like she had this knowledge and understanding, and she could see things and understand things well beyond what was right in front of her. And so she talks about her process with that feeling and how it helped her to understand things, and also how it diminished over time. And the struggles she had because she didn't just wake up with that gift. She also woke up with uh, physical limitations. You know, her brain was deprived of oxygen. So she had to relearn to do things. You talks about being a kid, not being able to tie your shoes and having to have your friends as a, a teenager tie your shoes. Um, it's like it's little things, you know, but it's actually quite big. So that's Kirsty Salisbury. And that was episode 58. Um, 
oh, I loved like I love talking to Kirsty. Um, and you hear how like her memory's affected. So we're going through the episode and she kind of loses track a couple times. Um, and you know, you may not think anything of it, like, you know, it happens to all of us, but that's an everyday thing for her. So there is a struggle on top of this gift. It's a really interesting combination that she has to, uh, she has to live with. Um, she's, she's super cool. The next was Madeleine Black, episode 59. Um, this was a really difficult one. Uh, <laughs> Madeline's amazing, really strong, really inspiring. It's difficult because her story, uh, and this is a not safe for work moment. So if you're not listening with headphones, uh, either mute it or make sure you're sensitive to your audience around you or put on headphones. Um, Madeline was raped very violently as a child, uh, brought to the, or a, a teenager brought to the point of uh, nearly dying. Um, wow. I mean, just she retells the story with such clarity. Um, it's really difficult, but how she goes through it and how she talks about her life in the wake of that. I mean, this is exactly what do a day podcast is meant to do is to bring these stories. And this is the worst part of it is how necessary her story is for too many people to hear because she's not alone. She's not the only person to suffer this. Uh, and it's silence. You know, it's not talked about. And she did a TEDx on it. Um, she's written an amazing book about her experience. She shares it with such clarity, such beauty, and such strength. Like, this is one of the most powerful people without being in your face about it. Um, I'm so thankful to have gotten to have Madeline on the show. Um, and... Yeah, it's one that you need to listen to. Absolutely need to listen to. It's incredibly powerful. Switching gears from that was episode 60 with Dr. James Kelly. He's awesome. He had me on a show a while back. Um, he wrote a book about uh, what's called The Crucible's Gift. It's about leadership. It's a really cool way to tell the story of leadership. It's sort of the stories of leaders from his podcast um, but retold a bit differently. This is a guy who has a very interesting background himself, ends up in Dubai as a professor, you know, white guy from the States, uh, bald white guy who's got like super exuberant personality, wears bow ties, um, living in Dubai and just running this really great, fun and inspiring and educational leadership podcast. And he pulls fantastic lessons from that, puts it together in this book. We talk about his life. We talk about some of the lessons. We talk about the process, the startup he's working on. Um, he is a ton of fun. Really cool, cool story to talk about. Um, this is a guy who's like going to get arrested. I mean, there's a lot to that story. Um, and like with so many people, a parental aspect in the backstory, you know, and how that shapes us. So, um, I, again, like very different from Madeline's, but another one so many of us need to listen to. How we are raised, the experiences we have shape so much of who we are. And we still have the agency to shape it ourselves. So very cool story with Dr. James Kelly. Uh, then I had Fernando Flores, who's a guy who I've gotten to know a lot more closely than most of my guests. We spent time together in person. Um, Mark Crandall connected me with Carolyn Colleen, who connected me with Fernando. 
there's like this three-way circle thing going on uh, to get to Fernando. Awesome guy. He's an attorney who um, started this whole movement called I Matter Now that is about supporting people in professions, especially attorneys, but similar professions where burnout, that push is way too strong. And not just on the work side, but on the work hard, play hard side. So alcohol, uh, you know, leaning on it too much, everybody going working late and then going to the bar and what's happening there. And those choices are one thing, but the choices you're making to support those choices are another. So not taking care of your health, not putting your fitness first or your mental fitness or your own personal needs and how do things start to crumble. So he watched that happening in his own life, you know, putting on weight, drinking too much, uh, watched his best friend have a heart attack and die at a very early age. Um, not just best friend, but he was this guy's son's godfather. So then, you know, that's when someone asks you, like, will you be my child's godparent? It doesn't necessarily hit you as like, I may have to step up to the plate. It's something you do for someone you love and you care about. And you don't really think about the what if. Well, he had the what if. And it was front and center for him. And he had his own uh, accident really early on as a child where his life was put in jeopardy. So there's all this backstory to it and this wake up that Fernando had and a series of choices he started to make to change his situation that we all have the power to make. It's a very cool Fernando's amazing. He brought me out to speak at his I Matter Now conference this past summer in San Francisco. I was very thankful for that. And that's where I got to spend time with him, his wife, Liz, the whole community that they put together. Um, he has this early morning, early morning Pacific time, so 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, so not as early morning. But he had me join to talk about 50, 75, 100 with what he calls the empowerment hour, this group that he's put together. It's awesome. It's people who are focusing on changing their lives through daily habits. So obviously resonates with do a day tremendously. So I loved being able to join that and to get to know him. Uh, my next guest is someone who, if you follow me on social media, you definitely see me talking about him a lot. This is one of the most beautiful people, beautiful souls I've ever met. And the way our lives are interconnected, it's kind of mind boggling that we didn't meet sooner. Uh, this is Michael O'Brien, who when I was on the Ridiculously Human podcast, Gareth and Craig connected me with Michael. They had just had him on. And once we made that connection, it's like, oh, you know this person? Oh, you know this person? So he's friends with Claude Silver and uh, Kelsey Abbott. And it's just like the list goes on and on and on and on. And he's connected me to lots of other people. So Michael is one of those catalysts for a lot of the episodes this year. Michael was in a terrible bike accident. He was hit head on by an SUV that went out of its lane and uh, should have taken his life. So the tarmac, the road, asphalt, whatever, is still, uh, still stained to this day, and his accident was back uh, almost 20 years ago. Uh, that is, uh, it's a very gripping story. He tells it amazingly in his two books, uh, shift and my last bad day shift. So he talks about this concept of having a shift, but he also calls it his last bad day. And I think that's a really beautiful choice in how we frame our lives. So not only is he still alive, not only is he able to walk today, which was certainly not in the cards for a long time, it wasn't clear he would even keep his leg. He's able to cycle again, which is not just about the physical, like huge physical adjustment and work to get there. 
but mental, you know, and to ride your bike and see a big white SUV coming at you again, which is not an uncommon thing. I see them when I go out for rides, not just SUVs, but white ones. That's what hit him. Like, think about how that would feel seeing that coming at you. I know after reading his book and getting to know Michael as closely as I have, um, I have had moments where I kind of, you know, I'm like waiting to exhale because I see that truck coming or that SUV coming or that car coming. And I'm like, it's a little close to the line. Is it coming over on my side? And I wouldn't have thought about that before. And I'm not sure he would have. Oh, it's on the other side of the road. His last bad day, the shift he's made, um, super powerful. That is episode 62. 63 is one I recorded actually a, a while back. Um, this is with a guy named William Pullen, who is a therapist based out of the UK. And he has a book about an approach that he created called Dynamic Running Therapy. He created it in the wake of a really bad and, and difficult and depressing breakup that he went through. And he shares how running helped him get through that. It's not just about like the catharsis of it or, you know, letting things go or whatever. It's about also the rhythmic nature of it. Getting outside, and you can do it on, uh, you know, on a treadmill as well, but there's something to being out in nature and reconnecting. Uh, there's a meditation that goes with it. There's a whole approach, and he talks about that and talks about his journey and how it really became clear to him what this dynamic running therapy was all about and how to share it with others. Tara Harrison came in on episode 64. I'm so thankful getting to know Tara. She is such a beautiful soul. This is another episode that's not safe for work. Be mindful of the audience around you. So she's a couples therapist who talks a lot about sex. And part of that is because of her own history of abuse. And so she shares that story, starting with molestation at an early age, uh, mental abuse, verbal abuse, physical threats as she got older, and who she's become today as a result of that. Uh, the work that she's done and continues to do, her understanding of her triggers and her points of vulnerability, her husband's understanding of that and how they built a relationship together and how crucial communication is in making that work and to be a parent in the wake of all that. And Tara means so much to me. Not only has she had me on her show a couple of times, she did the forward for my second book. Look, it's all about relationships. So when I was thinking about how would I want to open the 50-75-100 solution? It was kind of clear to me, like, I'd love to get her thoughts on it. And the other side of it is like, look, I'm not a relationship therapist. Maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe I'm missing something dramatic. So I got her the book really early on. And having her comments and feedback was really valuable for me. Um, luckily, I wasn't dead wrong. And she wasn't like, oh, my God, this just stop. Like, don't do this. She's like, this is great. I see how this applies. You know, I see this in my own practice. I could see how, you know, this would be really helpful. So she wrote this really genuine forward um, that I actually got her to record the audio for, for the audiobook, which is great because I got really bored of my own voice. So it was really nice to have hers in there to open it up, to break things up a bit. So that's episode 64 with Tara Harrison, 65, find your voice through mindfulness with Bruce Langford. If you don't know Bruce, you really need to. If mindfulness is something you care about, Bruce is the guy in the space. So his podcast, Mindfulness Mode, is consistently a top podcast 
in the self-help, personal development, wellness space globally. Bruce is amazing. I still don't know how this happened. I've been on his show twice, which I feel like he's just in another universe, um, but he's so genuine and so caring. Bruce is someone I call a dear friend today. We are part of a, uh, a small unofficial mastermind group and got a lot closer. Um, he's just so, like Bruce will comment on, you know, lots of things that I post with something really genuine. He cares so deeply. So to get time to hear about his story, his path, why he is as focused as he is on the things he does was fantastic. Um, Bruce is this really interesting situation where his voice never changed and into like his late teens, early 20s. And it wasn't until he found a therapist who heard him was like, I know exactly what's wrong. And it was all about what's going on inside of him. It's not a physical thing. It's not like we have to do this surgery or, you know, take this drug or whatever. Um, it was about the self-work, how he viewed himself. The role he had been put in throughout his life was defining how his voice was stifled. And when that work happened, his voice changed almost instantaneously. And he found it big time. He became a singer, a musician. He does performances. He's got this huge podcast. His voice is central to so much of what he does. So when he found it, he really found it. I love that about Bruce. And he's an incredible person. Great episode. We go from one Canadian, Bruce Langford, to another. Episode 66 is Jay Gabrani. Jay lost his wife uh, when their kids were very young to uh, um, uh, an addiction struggle on the back of an accident that she had where she got really badly injured and got some pain meds and the depression and the addiction came together and she ended up taking her life. And what he found is how unprepared he was for that. Obviously emotionally, but financially too. You know, we spend so much time uh, trying to prepare for our own potentiality in that respect, you know, getting life insurance, whatnot, we don't necessarily think about the other person in the relationship and whether we're prepared for something happening to them. And, you know, as the breadwinner in a family, the main earner in a family, you focus on like, well, what happens if I'm gone financially? I have to make sure they're taken care of. Well, do you lose out on that? If the person who's doing the caretaking, aside from you paying the bills, if they're gone, then what? And that process is really, really complicated and convoluted. And it's different in every country and in different states. It can be different. But Jay has started a movement to help. You know, it's focused on fathers, but it really applies either way to help people be more prepared. So he shares really difficult story of his experience and what he's built on the back of that. Then we go into the ridiculously human humans, and you'll hear me say this over and over again because they've connected with me with a bunch of amazing people. Uh, I don't know how to refer to them in the plural, the ridiculously human humans. That's the ridiculously humans, the ridiculous humans. They're not ridiculous. They're amazing. Gareth Martin and Craig Haywood, um, these are guys who have an amazing podcast. Like It's fantastically done, great guests, really well-produced where they bring people on to tell their stories and their value of stories, the way they look at storytelling as humans is really cool. And they talk about that here. 
it's for the listener, but it's also for the storyteller. You reconnect to yourself or connect to yourself in the first place in a much deeper way than you may have otherwise. Um, and they tell their backstories, which are incredibly interesting and rich. And as hosts, you don't always get to do that. So it was really, it was, a, it was great for me to give them that space and to tell them together. I'd never had two guests on at once. So that was really cool. And they weren't co-located. Um, They're pretty far apart. One was in London, one was in Australia. So we had time zones and, you know, all kinds of other stuff, but they have a really cool chemistry. Obviously it's honed over hundreds of episodes of their show or over a hundred episodes of their show. Um, But it was great to have them on. They're awesome people. They're very human. And the way that they look at storytelling is really neat. So that's 67, 68. Life is about creating yourself with Lonnie Ray. That's exactly what Lonnie's done. So she goes through her backstory, which is really difficult and hard to follow at times because it was hard to live through. So um, a narcissistic parent, divorce, violence, drugs, sexual issues, inappropriateness, um, just, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I don't even know how to really explain it. Um, but yet Lonnie has turned into created is a better word, this amazing human being who I'm so thankful to know and be a part of her life. And she's a part of mine, supporting each other, connecting with other people, bouncing ideas off of, um, she's someone to watch. This is, this is a, a definitely a rough story. So you know, again, I have to give some of these warnings. I think season three was the season where I gave up on the explicit or clean rating on the podcast, but check Lonnie out. Um, oh, it's awesome. And the the interesting thing about creating yourself is even that identity. So when I interviewed her, she went by the name Alexis, which she had used for a while, but is not her birth name. And she has changed her name again, and she's embraced a different version of herself as Lonnie. Now, this isn't about um, completely change. Like she looks the same, you know, she doesn't dress differently or speak with a different voice or anything. But when you hear her backstory, I think any judgment you may be feeling about like, wait, why is she changing her name? I think you get it. And it speaks directly to that point about creating yourself. Lonnie Ray, um, such an amazing person, is another difficult one. Um, so amazing. Uh, episode 69, another connection from Craig and Gareth, the ridiculously human humans. However, I can say that Karen Millsap. Um, wow. Karen is an amazing soul, beautiful person. Um, she's a mother. I'm not sure if she would still typify herself or call herself a wife, but she was, her husband was murdered, taken from her when their son was two and change. And we talk about that process and um, really uh, just gut-wrenching the pain, the path forward. Um, that really, really touched my heart. Karen's an amazing human being. I'm so thankful that she was on. Um, that's one you have to listen to. You know, kind of back to Jay's interview about losing your spouse is not something you ever think about or prepare for. Now, Jay talks about the financial and the procedural side and the difficulties there and how, like, that's not a time when you're really set to deal with that. Karen really talks about the emotional and the, you know, the, the experiential side 
putting aside the finances and all that and grieving and feeling like you don't have the right to. And of course, a young child, right? Like, how do you grieve in front of them or not? And that thought process of what's okay in that respect um, and your family. And it's just, oh, she's incredible, amazing human being. Thank you to the ridiculously human humans uh, for that connection. She's unreal, absolutely unreal. Um, after Karen, I had Nicole Sylvester. Um, she's awesome too. Like such, such amazing guests this season. And this was like a momentum, one person building on the next. Um, Nicole, her story's unreal. It's like, okay, so she's a best-selling author. Um, her book's called O Shift, A Journey from Chaos to Consciousness. She's a spiritual teacher. She has this podcast called The Harmonious Hustle. And you go into her backstory, and it's like drug dealer, um, murder. She didn't commit murder, but murder was committed in her home. Uh, the father of her child, who she had fled, he killed this woman that he was seeing on the side, I guess, in their home. And she gets a call that she has to come back to this house and, you know, like be responsible for what's happened and clean. It. And it's like, wait, what? Um, yeah. What a story. I can't, like, I can't even go into it, but obviously in the wake of that background, there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of pain. So the path she found to deal with the anxiety, the panic, all those things that set in. And it's about, consciousness it's about spirituality it's about meditation mindfulness um she talks about all of it really amazing person super powerful story we can skip episode 71 because that was just me a little bonus episode um it was on the back of my my 41st birthday so just a point of reflection for me we'll skip over that one keep going episode 72 cost Marte. If you watch The Real Housewives of New York, you may have seen Koss. He's the guy with the prison-style boot camp that the housewives go to. Um, man, Koss is amazing. Koss was uh, the subject of an ad campaign that a former employer of mine ran. He was a drug dealer in New York making millions of dollars, got busted by the cops. He was also obese and headed for a heart attack in his 20s. And that all came together for him to wake up while in prison got his health under control, started a fitness approach. Uh, other inmates joined in with him and they lost over a thousand pounds. I like the whole thing's a wild story. And then he gets out and he's got nothing. And he's like, I'm going to make a business out of this. And he did. So Cos Marte created something called Con Body. It's a prison style boot camp. Um, but it's more than just a boot camp. It's about also being a place for people who've been incarcerated to find work, to re-enter into life, to find support. So there's housing, there's a community. You know, they they do things with the families, like pull everyone together. It's a pretty amazing thing. Check out the story. Really powerful. And um, Cuss is a strong, strong personality in a good way. Um, it's another one like, not safe for work, lots of swearing, um, but that's kind of 
it's kind of par for the course, right? That's what you should expect. Like tough guy from the streets in New York, he's going to swear. So heads up on that, but awesome, awesome episode. Um, Mark Nepo. Some of you may recognize that name. If you watch uh, Super Soul Sunday with Oprah, you will recognize Mark's name. Um, Mark is a poet and an author, although his writing is still poetry. Um, it's just the way he is. He, wow, um, he speaks about things in a way I don't think anyone really, I'm, I'm not sure it would occur to you to think like that. And that's like, that's part of the beauty of Mark. He says things in a way that just really give you pause and kind of, you see like colors and light in his words. It's pretty amazing. He had a brain tumor, and that changed his life. It came when he was still in his 30s. He was young. His wife also was in the midst of cancer treatment at the time, so both of them had cancer at the same time. They ended up getting divorced later. Um, but that just changed everything for him. And on the verge of going in for surgery... He just felt like something was different with the tumor. It wasn't there. The energy from it was different. And so he forced the doctors to do an MRI and it was gone. And they're like, that's impossible. You know what? It, it was gone. It was gone from the work he had done. So we talk about that. He got cancer again later and he did have to have surgery for that. He had ribs uh, or a rib, I forget how many removed. Um, it's just the whole thing is is just unreal. He's he's someone who really makes you look into yourself and inquire and build and grow and challenge, and it's unreal beauty. Uh, you have to listen to that. I will say, and I mentioned this in the episode, while I was interviewing Mark, I was in a hotel in San Francisco that had like serious, serious construction going on all around it, like major jackhammering. So I felt like almost a DJ, like, pausing, uh, muting, unmuting uh, the the microphone on my end because the whole desk that I was recording on was just shaking violently. Um, so I'm like holding the desk, trying to mute and unmute. And there's a point where I failed. So like Mark's like, hello, are you there? I just didn't get to the mute, uh, turn the mute off as effectively as I thought it did. And so I had to tell him what was going on. Um, I just think it's so funny. We're having this like beautiful, inspiring, peaceful discussion while there's just absolute chaos and uh and just like, oh, it was a mess all around me. Um, this is a really personal one for me because Mark's work was a central point in my wife's journey on the back of her illness. And she actually got to meet him. He came to talk in our hometown. And so she uh, went up to him afterward and talked to him a bit. Um, so that was a really beautiful thing for us to to get connected there. And thanks to Amy Schuber, who made that connection a long time ago, um, and it's just, you know, it took a while to get Mark on. He's a super, super busy guy. And I'm so thankful and kind of uh, in awe that I got the time with him. Another amazing human being who I'm thankful and in awe of, uh, thankful for getting the time with and in awe of, is Marcus Aurelius Anderson. Marcus is a best-selling author, TEDx speaker. Um, he's a, a mindset and leadership coach. Um, really amazing guy. He has this great podcast, a conscious millionaire epic achiever, but his message is really about adversity. 
and how we can choose to see adversity as a gift, which is not a given. Um, and you know, he's not just like he's got a cool message and whatever. Like <laughs> he he tells this whole backstory, which I'm not going to get into, but where he landed is waking up. He's in the military right before deployment. Someone's pounding on his door. He needs to get up to get the door, and he can't. He is totally paralyzed from the neck down. Woke up this way and couldn't walk for a year. And uh, there's this moment he talks about where he's like, I wanted to kill myself, but I physically couldn't. So like, think about that for desperation. You can't even do that when you're at that low, that point. Um, and he woke up to it and he saw it differently. And he's a very Zen approach. So he talks about how that was helpful to him. But um, wow, just a super inspiring. Uh, Zen is the right way to explain his, his approach and his style. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Such a powerful episode. Um, the next is Michelle Bronson, who I have really come to respect and appreciate so much. Michelle and I are connected through Adam Shibley again, who was the first thanks I put in this episode. Um, Michelle had me on her Your 365 show when it was starting up. And we got to talking a lot more. And I understood more about her story. And I was like, you are such a fit for this show as well. I have to have you on. Michelle's a personal trainer. Um, she is, she's not a single mom technically, but in practice she is because her husband travels like all the time for work. Um, and she, so she's like super fit. Her whole business is her fitness, right? And she finds herself, um, suddenly like not even able mid push up to do a push up. She collapses and it's like all the energy in her life is drained out of her and it's gone from that point forward. So she finds out she has Hashimoto's disease, which is a thyroid condition. Um, it impacts your energy levels. Uh, her health is really out of control for over a decade in the sense that doctors can't seem to figure out how to make it work, what sort of medication levels uh, to give her. She pulls back dramatically. Uh, from her her physical fitness is she can't like she needs to prioritize sleep as much as possible and given her lifestyle is super high energy so she has an hour plus commute she's got her daughter while her husband's away she's running this business like it's a lot just to live and she starts putting on weight because she's not working out and she's exhausted and so she puts on about 70 pounds and people are judging her for that as a personal trainer Right. And it's this question, like, would you train with someone who's overweight? How does how does that feel? And, you know, small town, people are talking and judging, plus the judgment she has herself. And there's this period just about a year ago, so January 2019, where she's forced to face things and finally find the trust in herself to know what to do to move forward. That is really inspiring. That's the basis of the episode. We get into it. It's amazing. Check that one out with Michelle Bronson. Then I have my wife on, which only took 76 episodes to make happen. I've told our story. I've told my side of her story, but she's never told her story herself. And it really builds off Michelle's because it is about 
figuring out how to save your own life because that's what she had to do because no one else was doing it for her. They were passing judgment or not having answers that were making sense or working. And so she took matters into her own hands over a long period of time, starting with her chronic illness rearing its head in 2011, coming close to taking her life. That's what we thought was going to happen, but she came back. And so we talk about that, her path to becoming a functional medicine certified health coach to help others in the throes of traumatic chronic illness find how to own your own recovery, save your own life. Really inspiring. Um, obviously, I'm biased, but that doesn't make me wrong. Um, this episode is one I've gotten a lot of feedback on. Obviously, I think the fact that she's my wife is is a big one, and and there's a dynamic there. Um, but it was uh, she's her story is amazing, and she is an amazing human being. I love her so much. I'm so proud of her. That was an incredible one. And we will do another one to talk about our relationship, which was the spark for the 5075-100 solution. Um, more on that later. Next after that was Chris Marie Campbell. Chris is an Olympian. She's an Olympic rower. Um, now she's a uh, leadership and team dynamics expert along with her partner, Suzanne, who's coming on the show. Sorry, Susan, uh, who's coming on the show soon. Um, the Olympics, huh, as a, it's an interesting story, right? They didn't go the way they were supposed to go. The lead up to it was quite a roller coaster. Um, there's self sabotage, there's self doubt, there's a whole lot of different things at play that were also really informative and uh, strength building in their own right. And we have a really fantastic conversation around all that. Um, so that's episode 77, 78, the paradox in connecting to the world's needs with Eric Bergman, such an interesting situation. Eric, who's a really neat backstory and, um, just cool guy, like entrepreneur from early age, uh, started by selling hockey trading cards, like hockey player cards, um, ends up building a, an online gambling business out of an online bingo business, which in the US, I think we'd think like, you know, older folks um, playing in a, in a hall, like a VFW hall or something, but it's a big deal led into more than that. He was an online gambler himself, did really well in poker. Um, he built this company called Katina Media, went public, made millions of dollars in an instant, more money than he would need for the rest of his life. And he was absolutely miserable. About a week later, he sort of woke up like, what's going on? I have nothing. His relationship with his best friend, who was his co-founder, was toast. His girlfriend and he were falling apart, and he had lost his sense of self and purpose. And he went on to try to find it a number of different ways. And what he landed on is trying to help the world, and not just by giving money, but by creating a self-sustaining approach through a profitable enterprise to give back. And the Thing he wants to get back to is climate change because all other uh, all other purposes out there, if there's no planet, they don't matter. And so to him, that's like that's the root the root cause issue that we need to focus on. Um, <laughs> now the question is, how is he doing that? And this is what makes it such an interesting talk. the The word paradox in the title is about this. So he's doing it through creating a new online gambling business. 
So you're taking something that, as he says, like he will destroy lives with that business to get back. And I'm not going to go deeper into it, but really interesting paradox. Eric does not shy away from it. He doesn't try to explain it away. He tells you specifically why. He knows there's downside to it. He's not trying to like make excuses. It's the way it is. But he also recognizes that may be the best path to having an impact. And so he recognizes it. He's aware of it. He's uh, owning up to it, facing it head on. It, it's, it's a really interesting conversation. He's very honest and direct with it. Um, then we have my man, Marcus Smith. Amazing guy. Marcus is so inspirational. He, um, Marcus is an ultra endurance athlete. He's a personal trainer. He's a gym in Dubai called Inner Fight with a podcast. He's got a paleo line. Um, he's not someone who like struggled with obesity and found fitness. Um, his backstory is very different from most of the guests. You know, it's not the, the struggle kind of story. Became a pro athlete, you know, always very successful from a, a fitness standpoint. But it's how he did that that the message lies in about just trying it and what happens and how do you build from that. And he has really pushed a movement uh, in Dubai. He ran 30 marathons in 30 days. For uh, in conjunction with the government there to help promote uh, fighting childhood obesity and diabetes, got this uh, this whole movement. Like the, you see videos of kids finishing the marathons with him. It's really cool. Um, he's so inspiring, so energized, so positive. Gives so much of himself to the betterment of everyone. Um, so I was just I was excited to have him on the show. He's a super cool guy. I'm very thankful to be in Marcus's universe. Um, so that's an awesome one. Episode 79, uh, episode 80 is Maggie Berghoff. Uh, she's a functional medicine health coach and nurse. Um, similar story to my wife in this respect where her health uh, and Michelle Bronson, actually her health fell apart really hard to get help. Um, she was in her early twenties and everyone's like, Oh, you know, that's fine. Like she put on 50 pounds over a couple of months and she had been thin before. So it was like, well, you're just like now welcome to adulthood. It's normal. You know, and you're still kind of at a normal weight, maybe a little big, but not really. She gained 12 pounds in one night. And the doctor's like, eh, no big deal. Maybe you ate too much salty food. Well, she is eating super clean, super healthy. So no. So it kept being blown off to the point that she ended up having a TIA, a mini stroke at like, I think she's 22. That's not normal. And so no one was really figuring it out or helping her. So she figured it out herself. And it's another one of these episodes of finding the trust and strength in yourself to know the path forward, to save your own life. Love this one. Maggie has an awesome attitude. Loved having her on. Obviously, her story resonates with me. The final episode in the season is Jesse Harless. Jesse, I met also through Mark Crandall, who I mentioned before. Mark hosted an event called Shattering the Stigma that Jesse spoke at. So I got to hear him firsthand. He went on to an event uh, shortly after that with Macklemore. Um, so I was like, wow, that's uh, he's, he's in good company, pretty inspiring. Jesse is a former addict, which is why there's the connection to Macklemore uh, at an addiction event. Um, he was about to get arrested. He was kicked out of school. I mean, there's like all these things. Starts from trauma in childhood, his dad leaving getting in a terrible car accident and being in a coma and them really not having a relationship. Um, and then how does he medicate? You know, and his dad was an addict as well. So he starts medicating himself as he grows up, dealing with extreme anxiety. 
using alcohol and drugs and he gets into all that how he came out of it the approaches that he's used and how he's helping others we also talk about cold showers which is a big part of what jesse talks about it's part of his book how to smash your anxiety with cold showers um he means it man he is passionate about it and he lives in new hampshire so like when you take a cold shower it's probably cold out so like that may have been how you were going to warm up for the day um it's it's interesting uh we we were catching up for too long and so the episode ends up getting cut short because we used up like 20 of our 20 minutes of our hour to just talk um and went off on a bunch of tangents but um it's still a great episode i gotta have him back on because there's so much more to get into but you'll feel this like energy and focus and drive from jesse um and he's very much like he's doing all these things he's advocating all these things he doesn't know what that'll look like down the road he doesn't know what will or won't be important or what he talks about but it's not relevant right now and which was very like do a day to me um awesome guy so like that that is season three starting off next season we're gonna have a few people including an american ninja warrior superstar so I will tease people with that. Um, some other incredible people. Um, I'm not going to give away too much more. We have a Paralympian. We have a guy who had a heart attack, lost his job, lost his house, um, all within the course of 361 days. I forget exactly how long. It's just just about a year. Like all at once, basically. Um, and he came back. So that's super inspiring. Um, lots of lots of cool people coming up. So that is the end of season three of the Do A Day podcast. Season four will be kicking off shortly. And like I said, watch this space because I will be putting out the Do A Day course very soon. The course you can pick up, of course, the course. Of course, you can pick up the books, do a day, and the 50-75-100 solution, build better relationships at my site and my nifty embroidered snapback new era do a day trucker hats. Just go to brianfelchuk.com slash hat, and I will link to that in the show notes as well. Same place you can go to pick up my books, or you can pick them up wherever you like to get your books in whatever format you want to get them in. I make them available for everyone in every way globally that simple. Thank you so much for joining me. You made it through another episode of the Do A Day podcast. If you haven't yet, please do go and subscribe, like the show, give it five stars, write a review, give it however many stars you think it deserves. But I'd love to hear from you and know that you care. So with that, I will say goodbye. Today is a new day. Go out and do it and come on back for season four starting soon. Thanks, everyone.